Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. The Get Over Yourself podcast is brought to you by Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits, ancestral supplements, grass-fed organ meats in a capsule, DNA Fit, genetic testing for custom diet and exercise recommendations, Integro Health, high-potency liquid probiotic called Flourish, Organifi, organic powdered superfoods, delicious green, gold, and red powders, Wild Idea Buffalo, sustainable, grass-fed, beyond organic, and check out the bradkerns.com slash shop page. That's my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. Arguably the number one predictor of your state of health, happiness, and contentment in life. More and more science is showing this. We emphasize this attribute in our new book, Keto for Life, where you're talking about the diet and the exercise for years and years. We're communicating this great information that you shouldn't eat grains or sugar or refined industrial seed oils, but trumping everything is the quality of your personal relationships. When you look at the Scandinavian countries, I did a show on the happiest countries in the world. Uh, We're talking about places like Iceland, Denmark, Norway, Finland. One attribute they have in common that uh, researchers believe is a huge element in their happiness quotient is they have that income equality. Wouldn't it be better if Taco Bell went a mile down the street so they wouldn't have to compete with McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's? God, you remember all those names? Hey, how about a backwards commercial? Are you ready? So go to OrganifiShop.com and enter the discount code BRAD for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I Shop.com. Why would I do something as silly as a backwards commercial? It's because I'm positive you have to try this stuff. Trust me, order some now. It's going to change your life. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement company. They're known for their greens. You take them when you travel, get all your nutrition. But I like their top secret Organifi Gold Warm Relaxation Beverage. This is the single best tasting tea you will ever try in your life. So if you want something soothing, delicious, nutritious at the end of your busy, productive day, pour yourself a scoop of Organifi Gold. What's in there? Turmeric, the anti-inflammatory superstar is the base. And then, listen to this, smooth coconut milk, cinnamon, ginger, lemon balm, and two super mushrooms. It's legit. It's delicious. Check it all out at OrganifiShop.com. And don't forget to put in Brad for 20% off. Try Organifi Gold if you're not totally satisfied. Send it back to me, and I'll keep it. Greetings, listeners. It's a 2019 wrap-up show with your host, Brad Kearns. How about this title? 10 Reasons Why I'm Better, Stronger, and Faster in 2019. And 
Some needs to improve areas. You know what? I was just communicating with my devoted listener slash childhood friend slash corporate family all around life superstar Eddie Blau from Calabasas, California about how things are going, what things are working, what aren't. Uh, my ancestral supplements, I think, have really boosted my overall energy recovery. But is it all about the supplement? Probably not. But I identify that as one of the things that I think has really made a difference to nourish myself at the cellular level with these organ meats that I still don't eat enough of in my daily diet, but I'm doing a lot better with that. And that opened up a whole lengthy email exchange about tracking things, uh, seeing what's working. And I realized that I'm uh, much better in 2019 than in previous years and even previous decades. I think I really got out of shape in my, let's see, late 30s, early 40s. When I was done racing, I had no more compelling goals to get me up every single day and train all day. So I was eased into family life and raising little kids and I guess kind of got soft and comfortable in comparison to training all day, which is probably a good balance when you're looking at the overall uh, continuum of life. Uh, but then I remember when I started coaching uh, my son and daughter when they got into the early years of soccer and basketball and distance running. I used to have a kids fitness charity where we'd visit the schools and put on these wonderful days where they got into cardiovascular exercise. It was called running school. Uh, so around that time, I realized that I wanted to be a participatory coach, not just some guy with a whistle yelling at little kids, telling them what to do and to hustle more. So I got into the mix, man, every single practice for years and years, bringing a hundred percent energy. I learned that from another great dad, Dennis Curley, who brought the heat on his little boys when they were little guys, almost to the point of tears, just dominating them in basketball. And sure enough, they grew to be big and strong and tough. And the experience was great rather than easing off and being soft. So I did that to my son and his teammates too. Uh, and for many years, I was the self-proclaimed MVP of both the soccer and the uh, basketball teams. I was unstoppable uh, when they were in grades three, all the way up to eighth grade. I was still a uh, starting on the all-star team. And then things changed and dudes got taller and bigger and quicker and stronger. And I was absolutely blown off the court. So I went from MVP in the middle school years to uh, cheering dad on the sidelines, which is a great place for dads to be uh, rather than meddling with the coaching experience when you're dealing with the uh, guys who do it for a living in high school. Uh, but that really motivated me to get back, get my sorry ass back into shape uh, into my uh, 40s decades when this stuff was taking place. And I've leveraged that fitness commitment into my 50s, where now with the sports that I'm focused on, like speed golf and breaking the Guinness World Record at the age of 53, I'd have to say I'm better than ever. So let's get into the hows and the whys and the take-home tips, and especially starting out with the uh, disclaimer, the warning, uh, let's sift through the bullshit of people touting uh, certain uh, regimens, beverages, supplements, uh, lifestyle practices that are transforming their life and making them 10x more productive and all this blather. That's why I titled the show Get Over Yourself. So I want to be real, tell you some things that are really working and not blow them out of proportion and be full of blather rather than uh, common sense and hopefully interesting and practical tips. 
why do I have this attitude? Oh my gosh, it goes back to when I was racing on the triathlon circuit and we'd get approached all the time by people with whatever it was, a special bicycle component or a nutritional supplement and they'd bring their research with them and claim that you would get a 5% performance improvement <laughs> by yeah, taking this uh, a pill or, or using this bike or uh, this uh, technology. And I'm like, Eh, so let me think. Uh, the races are two hours long on the Olympic distance professional circuit. So you're telling me that uh, 5% improvement in a two-hour race is six minutes. So basically, I would jog into the finish line as the winner, uh, go head to the showers, come back and cheer for the second place guy, <laughs> rather than racing my ass off to the point of puking uh, to try to get fifth instead of fourth. Nah, I don't think so. I think the... Um, the human, the adrenaline response, the natural uh, internal fight or flight mechanisms are so much more powerful than anything uh, yet invented in terms of a consumable or a training technology. Okay, so that said, here's what's different. Here's where I feel like things are working better uh, in 2019 uh, than ever before. And my markers are basically, one of them is the minimization of a pattern that I've experienced for many years, which was feeling absolutely trashed in the afternoon and desperately needing a nap, like being unable to function at my work desk. And perhaps this was wussy boy mentality, part of it, but I really did feel these afternoon lulls frequently, and I would have to go down for a 20 to 40 minute nap, after which I usually felt fantastic and back to work and everything was great. Uh, but many, many times over, let's say, the past decade or even 15 years, I'd come up with debilitating injuries, uh, muscle strains, things like that that would set me off. Uh, my back went out severely uh, two times in my early 40s. The second time was so bad, uh, basically was in, in bed or on the couch for about three or four days and then limping around for another three or four or five days and then probably two weeks where I was extremely debilitated by a random event, which was uh, leaning over the kitchen counter to have a few more bites of scrambled eggs before we headed out uh, for a road trip. And my back just grabbed on me while I was eating the eggs. I collapsed to the ground in pain. I could barely breathe. And my kids, who were little at that time, were like kicking me in the ribs. And they thought I was teasing and joking. They're like, come on, get up, Dad. And I'm like, I can't, I can't breathe. Uh, and I, when I went through that uh, ordeal, I swore to myself that never again would I have such a debilitating event so frustrating and seemingly coming out of nowhere. Obviously, it was on the heels of working out and traumatizing my back and then having a minor incident, as many people can reference, where you, quote, throw your back out. And I never knew what people meant by that term until I did it myself. Uh, but when I got up off the ground, I swore that I would get my abdominal, my core area so strong that I would never again put my back under challenge. And I have stuck to that commitment for, it's probably been uh, 12, 13, or 14 years ago that now I work my core really well with the stretch cords and various other exercises, the decline Spider-Man push-ups that you can uh, search Brad Kern's decline Spider-Man on YouTube and see these difficult uh, core exercises that I do as a normal everyday part of life so that I don't ever have back pain or back trouble like I did on that horrifying event. So minimal, uh, much, much fewer debilitating injuries, uh, much less occasions of 
uh, feeling trashed in the afternoon and desperately needing a nap. Not that I still don't take naps, but everything's kind of leveled off. So I've basically experienced a leveling off of the crash and burn patterns that I've been plagued with, I'll say, uh, for my entire adult life and my entire athletic career. And we can look into genetic testing and things like that to where I'm sort of a crash and burn guy rather than a steady state guy. And I think there's a lot to that. Your basic nature, your neurotransmitter profile, things like that that you can track and identify the patterns that you operate in and try to honor those with your decisions about training and your workday and things like that. So I will reference you to Google the term the Braverman test. And this is a neurotransmitter uh, dominance and deficiency patterns that you can identify by taking a very lengthy and interesting questionnaire where they're asking you all kinds of uh, personality attributes and lifestyle attributes like, I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Hey man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gaines Wave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. 
A skilled practitioner puts the Gaines Wave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gaines Wave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary Band-Aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gaines Wave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainsway from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainsway providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gaines Wave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit GainesWave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. Uh, question. I enjoy mixing with large gatherings and uh, noisy, fun social events, or I like to be home by myself with a good book by the fire. And you answer like a one through 10 scale and you compile all this information. And the Braverman test has actually been found to be more accurate uh, in identifying your neurotransmitter profile than blood tests in the laboratory. <laughs> so answer the questions honestly, and then you total up your numbers and you look at, you identify your dominant neurotransmitter and your deficient neurotransmitter. So the one that most is easily depleted and the one that you're dominant in. And of course, the four neurotransmitters they're uh, tracking are GABA, acetylcholine, dopamine, and serotonin. So interestingly, on my test, I turned out to be GABA dominant, and also GABA deficient, which is possible. You can have the same uh, neurotransmitter to be your dominant one and your deficient one. So GABA is known for uh, its effect on calming and balancing, and I'm possibly relating that to, I might be uh, botching the science here, so excuse me for uh, uh, Dr. Braverman and Dave Dole, who turned me on to this neurotransmitter test, if I'm making the wrong insight. But I thought that I'm a little more sensitive to ups and downs than someone who plugs away, who is able to plug away on a more steady day-after-day -day pattern. I reference Mia Moore. She's incredible. Her uh, work hours are prodigious, mar far more than I could ever handle myself without crashing and burning. Uh, and then we did a DNA fit genetic testing on her and it turned out her endurance to strength power ratio in the muscle fibers was something like 82 percent endurance 18 percent strength power so that's the energizer bunny going and going and going for all day long 12 hours powering along with no complaint uh, i did some inquiry to the experts at dna fit and they're doing more genetic testing uncovering more research suggesting that it goes beyond just your muscle fiber and your athletic training decisions and training patterns but it can also be associated with your cognitive function so if you have a high profile of endurance genetics that might play out in the 
the gym, as well as in the workplace. Uh, and listeners to the show might be familiar with the commercial that I run, and I've discussed this on other shows, the shocking insight that I received when I was testing my genetics with DNAfit.com, where I came out to be 54% strength power and only 46% endurance. Oh my gosh. And I've spent my whole life as an endurance athlete basically going against my genetic profile with the uh, attempt to maintain a, a high-level endurance training pattern as I did when I was a professional triathlete. And I was constantly complaining about bombing out and getting exhausted while the other guys got up every day and went for hours and hours on end. Thanks to Mark Sisson, my coach during my peak years as an endurance performer on the triathlon circuit, he's the one that convinced me to kind of step away from the predominant uh, high-mileage chronic exercise patterns and just punch it once in a while and do these uh, tremendous workouts that would be called breakthrough workouts that were difficult or challenging enough to push my body to a higher fitness level. So having to figure that out, having to align with my genetic profile that I was a little more strength power and not an entirely endurance built for endurance freak, uh, that was a big help. And I guess this can uh, blend in if I'm rambling, uh, I'm blending that insight together with the neurotransmitter profiles. And you can go do all this techie stuff and take the test and take the DNA fit test. It'd be really fun. I highly recommend it. But even if not, you can kind of reflect and see what type of uh, daily routine works for you and what stuff you feel uncomfortable with. How much downtime do you need? Do you need to be by yourself a lot after a busy day at work? Do you need to be extremely consistent and regimented with your workout patterns such that you have to set the alarm and show up at the gym every single day at 6 a.m. or the wheels will fall off entirely from your fitness endeavors? Or do you like to go with the flow a little bit more? And then you figure these things out and put yourself into positions where you will succeed in situations where you will succeed. So that's some of my intro to the 10 reasons why I'm better, stronger, faster in 2019, and then ending the show with some needs to improve category items, lest you think I'm just uh, blowing my own horn all the way to the finish line. I'm a work in progress. A lot of things are changing, evolving, uh, but I'm trying my hardest. So number one would be family, relationship, health. And this is arguably the number one predictor of your state of health, happiness, and contentment in life. More and more science is showing this. We emphasize this attribute in our new book, Keto for Life, where you're talking about the diet and the exercise for years and years. We're communicating this great information that you shouldn't eat grains or sugar or refined industrial seed oils, but trumping everything is the quality of your personal relationships. Esther Perel, the relationship therapist that is prominent in podcasts, best-selling author. She says the quality of your relationships determine the quality of your life. Straight up, period, end of sentence. I feel like I have an unfair advantage here because I have Mia Moore in my life. And it's like when I just come into her energy field, I experience a sense of calmness and happiness as the default setting, just being around here uh, because that's how she lives her life. So this is what a loving partnership, a romantic partnership is all about, is facing that difficult, the challenges, the ups and downs of daily life with a cheerleader on your side. Listen to our show about these topics. Go back into the archives. You know who's been talking about this stuff recently is 
Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. A couple of the richest men on earth. And these guys have been getting some attention lately, huh? If you're listening to the uh, Democratic presidential debates, this line has been spouted many times. Hard to forget uh, where the candidates have mentioned that the three wealthiest Americans have more wealth than 50% of the population. Ah, pretty scary. And this uh, inequality of income distribution has widespread uh, social implications. I think most people would agree that they're not in favor of that. It's a tough one. When you look at the Scandinavian countries, I did a show on the happiest countries in the world. Uh, We're talking about places like Iceland, Denmark, Norway, Finland. One attribute they have in common that uh, researchers believe is a huge element in their happiness quotient is they have that income equality. So they get to escape the disease state of FOMO, which is so prominent in the rabid consumerism culture. I did a great show with Dr. Ron Sinha, S-I-N-H-A. So go listen to that. Remember, he's the doctor in Silicon Valley who takes care of large employee work groups for some of the most prominent uh, tech companies, Facebook, Google, Oracle, all the big shots. So he is working with one of the most affluent employee populations on earth. Their uh, median income in Silicon Valley is somewhere around triple the American median income. Uh, the median home price in the relevant counties is 1.3 million, 1.2 million for a simple family home. So we're talking about uh, an excess of income and wealth. But Dr. Sinha reports that FOMO is so pervasive that he's actually identifying it as a disease that has metabolic consequences. So people stressing about keeping up with the Joneses and especially having their kids keep up with the incredible pace that these poor kids are are being pushed to. Uh, This all blew up with the college admissions scandal. So beyond the scandal, we have this as a fundamental element of daily life for the the high-performing, hard-driving teenager in these high-income families, and it turns out to be disastrous to health. So let's listen to the rich dudes reflect and look back after being on this incredible path to wealth accumulation, uh, maybe we can learn something from them. Instead of just wishing that, wow, wouldn't that be cool to uh, have anything you want all the time forever? Well, maybe these guys have their priorities kind of recalibrated. And so here's what they say. Here's what uh, Buffett said. 89 years old, man. He says, basically, when you get to my age, you'll really measure your success in life by how many of the people you want to have love you actually do love you. If you get to my age in life and nobody thinks well of you, I don't care how big your bank account is, your life is a disaster. That is the ultimate test of how you have lived your life, end quote from Warren Buffett. And out of all the people you love back, the most important person by far, according to Buffett, is your spouse. Quote, I can't overemphasize how important that is. And this was a pulled from an interview that he had, that he did with Bill Gates back in 2017, um, referencing a uh, internet article uh, detailing what these guys were talking about. So if you have a strong social support system, you have that strong social network. We detail these concepts in our new book, Keto for Life, how important they are to your overall health and longevity. Uh, You have much lower 
much less risk of suffering from depression and social isolation, which has become so prominent in uh, modern life. Uh, we referenced some studies in the book suggesting that the average American has fewer than three close friends. The average is closer to one. And the definition of a close friend is someone who would drop everything, come over at a moment's notice if you have a crisis, like your dogs run away in the middle of the night, or you have to move out and you need to dedicate a weekend on short notice to helping your close friend uh, move somewhere or do something important and urgent in their life. The researchers say that this has been a trend that's happened uh, in very recent years. People have dropped off. Their averages have fallen. And a lot of it's due to uh, social media, hyperconnectivity, tech addiction, uh, digital relationships, crowding out time for interpersonal relationships, digital entertainment, just that fast-paced, fast-moving life. One thing I lament is that uh, the modern economy and the opportunities and all these positive things that we can be really mobile and relocate easily, but it also has pulled families uh, to further distance than they have been in uh, past generations. So it's kind of tough when you're uh, trying to keep in touch with your close friends and family and you find yourself far away for whatever reason. Oftentimes it's a job, an opportunity, or a personal preference. Uh, so there's good and then there's some of the stuff that's tough. I guess you just have to make a better effort. So this positive family and relationship health, such a huge component of uh, feeling better and I'm going to say on this topic, I'm not referencing that everything is rosy, peachy, keen, and wonderful in 2019, especially so because uh, my children did a wonderful achievement or my brother got promoted and uh, took us all to a uh, trip to the Eiffel Tower. No, no. It's the ability to go with the flow and get accustomed and comfortable with change and uncertainty and difficulty in family and friends and social interactions, realizing that difficult relationship dynamics will not change. And so developing the ability to accept them or accept them better, not perfectly, right? We're a work in progress here, but accept them with an open heart. And oh my gosh, the John Gray show that I talk about so frequently that changed my life, these insights that you are compelled to honor the hormonal differences between men and women and make the relationship work accordingly, remembering that profound advice that Gray dispensed to all males to shut the F up when you have a negative emotional charge rather than turn into bitchy boy, which in many ways in modern culture, we've been given permission to, right? We want men to be more vulnerable and expressive and communicative and don't stuff your feelings. John Gray's like, hell no, fools. Shut the F up until you feel okay, until you feel calm and level-headed. Then speak your mind and then have perhaps a difficult conversation. But anything and everything, all feedback can be dispensed with loving kindness rather than emotional charge. So, Whew, good one for the men. Females, remember your insight? Oh, yeah. Females should express everything as a preference rather than a complaint. Even a minor complaint will bug the crap out of your male partner because your man's driving force, his deep biological drive, deep down underneath the surface, he wants to be the hero in the story. So minor nitpicking is a major, major thing. Oh, I listened to another great show recently with John Gray. It was on the Lifestylist podcast. Good stuff. 
And he said, oh, you want to hear some magic words, ladies? Here's the magic words to preface every comment that you deliver to your man. It's not a big deal, but blank, blank, blank. Oh, we had some fun with this. Mia Moore and I did recently because I left the door unlocked to the home uh, on two separate occasions uh, in a short time frame. Why the heck? I don't know, man. I'm spacing. Could be blamed on digital technology. Maybe I was on a phone call on the way out of the house, but I left the door unlocked. Terrible mistake. Sorry, it'll never happen again. And then it happened, what, uh, five days later or something. And so on the second time, uh, she, I think it was a text message says, not a big deal, but you left the freaking door open again. <laughs> okay. So men do not speak with a negative emotional charge. Stuff it. Go off and do. Uh, testosterone boosting activities and then come back to the table. Females express everything as a preference. And finally, this is Brad coming in now. Uh, John Gray has given us his great stuff. I think we have to realize that relationship and personal struggle and loss is going to be a part of life, that you can't fix your kids' problems. You can't steer everything into beautiful, smooth seas. And you also can't escape loss and suffering. It's part of life. A uh, good example in 2019 for the Kearns family was uh, losing Dr. Walter Kearns, my father, at the age of 97. So what an incredible life. And how can you ask for more than having a wonderful, loving relationship with dad, husband, father, grandfather, and incredible health for almost his entire life until he started to slow down at the end. And when you slow down and you've had a great life, it's kind of time to go rather than have that uh, alternate ending of more pain and suffering and uh, more uh, arduous demise. So all I was was thankful for all the wonderful years and losing somebody is never easy. But again, you have to appreciate the, the positive aspects and not dwell on the negative parts of your overall of your family and relationship health. So that's uh, a long discussion of number one on the list of 10. Number two, here's a weird one that I threw in there, finances and mindset. So changing your mindset about uh, wealth, budget, income, all those things I realize can be a health boosting opportunity rather than just focusing on the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts and thinking that if I can make more money, I'll be happier. And I will admit that I fell victim to a lot of that FOMO mindset or that consumerism, that scarcity mindset where you feel like the source of your troubles is not having enough and getting more will solve everything. So when you can adopt a alternative mindset, uh, first of all, realizing that money is a renewable resource rather than a fixed commodity, like there's uh, only a thousand pounds of gold in the world and you only have one ounce and Bill Gates, Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos have half the gold and the rest of the country has the other half, all that kind of stuff. This topic reminds me of some great insights we enjoyed from one of the early interviews on the Get Over Yourself podcast with Mark Sisson and what an incredible entrepreneurial journey he has had. And of course, I've had the privilege of learning many insights one-to-one uh, -one in interactions with him over the past decade and longer. Actually, we've known each other for 30 years and been working hard on the primal thing for over a decade, about 11 years straight now, full gas pedal on. And some of the great uh, things he said in his interview, like you only need one home run to wipe out 
a lot of false starts and uh, strikeouts and base hits from uh, years and years accumulated. You always have that hope. He's speaking mostly to the entrepreneur there. Many people are in a different framework, but changing your mindset that maybe you have everything that you need right now and everything is categorized as wants rather than needs and pulling out with all the possible energy you can muster, pulling out of that FOMO mindset, which is so destructive to your health. <sighs> so when you can accept the ups and downs of, let's say, your financial journey, your income, your wealth building, and be open to all possibilities, realizing that uh, the renewable resource is there. You can work hard. You can pick your feet back up. You don't have to get discouraged or feel down on yourself. And then you learn to value yourself more that you are deserving of the good things that come to you. And I think that's a big problem for many people. Uh, there's a show I listened to, again, on Lifestyleist Podcasts with someone who is known as a wealth manifester, I guess, a manifester of all kinds, Lacey Phillips. And she was doing her thing and telling her story. And most people, uh, many people might shake their head and scoff at this kind of uh, mindset where you're just uh, manifesting your, your dreams in your life. And those of us who are shaking their heads and scoffing, uh, it's not going to happen for you because you don't believe in it. Oh, <laughs> pretty tricky, huh? So like, wait a second, let's sit back for a little bit and listen to this lady talk about how she manifests things. And some of the uh, more concrete topics are when you feel that you're more deserving, you end up getting, let's say, a higher hourly rate or you end up getting not screwed over by people because you're too flimsy and uh, fluttery when it comes to to negotiations and honoring uh, what you have to offer. And I definitely relate to this because I'm kind of a cool, chill guy. And if you do business with me, a handshake's cool, and this is cool, and that's cool, and cutting the contract in half of what we originally agreed upon is cool too, because I don't want you to feel bad or want you to be mad at me. And oh boy, you'll start walking down that path. Guess what? That's the path that you're going to get walked on and <laughs> walk on yourself. So kind of stepping up and realizing that uh, there's plenty to go around for everybody that we can come from this mindset of abundance rather than scarcity. And then living your life in that manner can be a huge difference. This is one of the great insights I remember from my studies in economics at UC Santa Barbara was this uh, abundance concept, the economic concept of abundance. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. 
Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Hey man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gainswave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gainswave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gainswave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary band-aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gainswave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainswave from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gainswave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit Gainswave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments, and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. And some of the uh, tidbits I, I continue to remember from, oh, this is, you know, what, 30 years ago or something. Uh, why are there uh, seven fast food restaurants on a single busy intersection in an urban area? 
wouldn't it be better if Taco Bell went a mile down the street so they wouldn't have to compete with McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's? God, can you remember all those names? I can't believe I remember. Haven't been to any of them in <laughs> decades. But the reason that the fast food restaurants are concentrated in one spot is because then all the consumers will associate that intersection with fast food and thereby they all mutually benefit from being the fast food uh, epicenter uh, at the road stop on the interstate. Ditto for the five shoe stores in the shopping mall. Wouldn't it be better for one of the shoe stores to set up shop across town so they wouldn't have any competition and people might even be closer to that shoe store? No, because when you go to the shopping mall, you know you're going to have a fantastic selection of shoes and you're going to get spillover benefit in both directions. And that, my friends, is the economic theory of abundance in real life examples that hopefully you'll never forget. Because Oh my gosh, think about how that relates to things in your own real life and how things can be less stressful when you think of money in a different context than that scarcity mindset. Okay, so how about we get our mindset all fixed and then uh, we add a zero to our income, as Mark Sisson likes to say. Then you're going to have the, all the secrets lined up. You're going to have mo, 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 and you're going to have a mo, mo, mo mindset. Anyway, correcting some of those flawed mindsets related to finances, I'm going to say is number two on my personal list, okay? So we had the family and the relationship health. We have finances and improved mindset. And then we shift gears a little bit and I plug my fantastic sprint workout that I have changed the structure of to my great benefit. I did a whole show on this. Uh, honoring Dr. Craig Marker and his concept of high-intensity repeat training as opposed to the more popular, more common high-intensity interval training, which characterizes a workout where cumulative fatigue is a factor, where you're trying to hit these interval performances over and over again with insufficient rest to be fully uh, refreshed and energized before the successive interval, such that when you're going to spinning class and you're doing 10 times 2 minutes sprints, uh, the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th ones are pure torture. And you end the class, or whatever the example is, exhausted and depleted. Then you go home and eat more food. You sit around more and rest more during the day. This is called the compensation theory of exercise, whereby the calories you burn during a strenuous workout or during a pattern of strenuous chronic workouts uh, pretty much get washed out by increased laziness and increased caloric consumption. And in my case, the sprint work workouts that I've performed for over a decade were really, really tough, especially for an old guy. I wouldn't rest that much in between sprints because I have good conditioning and I felt like, hey, I can toe the line again and go blast another one. And I'd do the workout, I'd feel great because you're always feeling good during the heat of the battle when the stress hormones are flowing and the muscles are inflamed and ready to perform at peak performance efforts. But then we sit back and reflect over the ensuing 24, 36, and 48 hours and repeatedly I would have these crash and burn incidents like I mentioned at the start of the show where I had to have a nap I was just toast at 2 p.m. Like, what's wrong with me? If I were in a corporate setting right now, I'd be in trouble because my, I'm going down under my desk for a nap. I don't care what happens. 
I attribute some of these crash and burn patterns to overly stressful, high-intensity workouts that were too difficult to recover from. Of course, the sprint workouts got me in shape, and of course, I felt like a badass for only resting 20 seconds and then doing another high-intensity 20-second sprint. But when I changed my strategy to honor this high-intensity repeat training, the key concepts were more rest in between explosive peak performance efforts and shortening the duration of the effort to minimize the cellular destruction that occurs when you ask yourself to sprint at maximum intensity for longer than a certain period of time. And the 22nd was kind of the magic number whereby Dr. Marker and others are recommending when when it's time to do maximum intensity sprints, 10 to 20 seconds is the uh, magic duration where you're getting a lot of fitness benefit, but you're stopping just before you have that exponential increase in what they call disassembling and deamination of your cellular proteins. You're basically igniting, incinerating your cells to put out more energy immediately because you're trying to continue with a maximum intensity effort. So when you do 30-second sprints or 60-second sprints during your Peloton class or whoever is telling you to do 60-second sprints, it's not really a sprint because you can't sustain maximum output anyway for much longer than 20 or 30 seconds. So we're keeping our sprints shorter and then we're resting entirely until you feel completely refreshed and energized before a successive effort. So now my go-to sprint workout is typically uh, eight times 70 meters on the football field, which takes, oh, uh, I guess around 10 seconds and plenty of rest in between. So a minute, maybe a minute and a half rest in between these 70 meter sprints. And I can do those frequently. I can do them a couple times a week when I'm in uh, good training grooves. Sometimes I fall off that pace because I'm doing other stuff like speed golf tournaments, other difficult workouts, but the workout feels great. I walk away from the track feeling refreshed and energized rather than trashed. And then most importantly, I wake up the next morning. I don't have sore calves. My arches aren't aching. I don't have all these delayed recovery recovery uh, symptoms uh, caused by disassembling and deamination and also another byproduct of an overly stressful workout where you ask yourself to perform at maximum intensity just for the sake of honoring uh, the person on the screen or the live instructor is you get ammonia toxicity. So this the byproduct of incinerating your cells to generate immediate energy source for sprinting and sprinting and not resting enough before you do it again is this ammonia toxicity, which is especially sensitive to the brain cells. The brain cells are the most sensitive to everything. Thing, including those sugar consumption habits you have. That's why, you know what the new, not even a nickname, the new name for the disease patterns of cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, dementia, etc. Type 3 diabetes. Because cognitive decline diseases are characterized by dysfunctional glucose metabolism in the brain. Just like in the body, you get diabetes when you have dysfunctional glucose metabolism. So the brain is so sensitive. That's why we need to fuel ourselves with superfoods and stay away from that crap, the nasty, toxic crap that's the centerpiece of the standard American diet. But when you're training too hard and doing these crazy workouts, especially if you're an old guy like me, maybe when you're 18, you can go to high school track and blast yourself and come along much better. Or if you're a genetically gifted elite Olympic athlete, those guys can do a different style of work 
work out than the exact one that you might be trying to approximate on the Peloton bike or in the uh, group exercise class because they recover more easily than the average person. But you got to take it easy. Rest more. And of course, hit the high end. Do those maximum intensity things. They have so many anti-aging benefits, but do them right. So number three was changing my sprint workout. Number four, adding micro workouts. I believe this to be one of the great breakthroughs, a revolution in the fitness industry where we change our mindset away from this all or nothing type of workout experience where, yeah, you got to get in your car, find a parking space, get a fresh towel, go show up, do the class for an hour, blast yourself with this chronically stressful workout pattern. And that has been our experience of the fitness lifestyle, the fitness industry for decades. That's why so many people are on the damn sidelines because maybe they have some sensibility about them. I don't want to kill my body like that. Or maybe subconsciously they've tried and been uh, chewed up and spit out by the prevailing mindset of the fitness industry. So now we have micro workouts or mini workouts stepping into the picture where you can do a brief uh, explosive effort of some kind over the course of your busy day. It's a wonderful concept that's not going to burden anybody who says they're too busy, don't have time, not in shape enough to complete the whole class. Uh, I use the examples frequently where if I'm throwing out the garbage in my house, guess what's out on the side yard right next to the garbage can? It's a hexagonal deadlift bar. So I go and do one set of deadlifts. And then go back in the house after throwing away the garbage. I have a pull-up bar hanging over the closet door. So if I happen to head into the closet door during the course of my busy day, I will haul off a single set of pull-ups. Big deal. I'm not counting it in my workout logbook and drawing circles and red pen around it like it was a great thing. But when it's time to go do a proper workout, guess where I launch my fitness ambitions from? That's right, a much, much higher platform than if I were to just sit around and go through my typical sedentary patterns of a typical modern lifestyle person's workday, unless uh, those of us listening in the uh, high labor professions, then you got this licked already. You're doing micro workouts uh, during your busy day at the warehouse lifting boxes. But for most of us, we go do our impressive workout and then we go sit on our butt for most of the day. Uh, 21 out of 24 hours a day, the average person is inactive. That's commuting, working, sleeping, of course, which is good, and then uh, engaging in digital entertainment. So finding ways to put your body under load over the course of the busy day to the extent that they're not time-consuming, not physically stressful where they're going to interfere with your uh, performance and recovery patterns on your regular workouts. That's been a huge breakthrough for me. Listen to the entire show on that topic of micro-workouts. And sort of relatedly, but I'm calling this number five, is doing my morning flexibility mobility routine every single day. And I emphasize those last words because I don't seem to be an every single day kind of guy uh, on any other account of whatever it is, a, a workout pattern or even a success pattern uh, with my 
uh, work matters that I'm engaging with. Like, I wish I could say, I wake up every morning, have a cup of coffee and write for two hours straight before I open email. But every day is kind of a, a fluid, uh, constantly changing, intuitive pattern of training, living, uh, deciding whether I'm going to go run errands at 10 a.m. or not do errands for a week. You know, you never know with Brad Kearns, I'm sorry to say. But guess what? Uh, since early 2017, so I'm coming up on three years, I have not missed a single day of this uh, minimum 12-minute regimen where I'm doing an assortment of hamstring core exercises, uh, kickouts, bicycle drills, and you can see this on YouTube, Brad Kern's morning flexibility routine, uh, right there as soon as I get out of bed. And it's been a wonderful thing because, first of all, I can point to something, I can anchor my day with something that I do consistently because I don't have many other things that I can put in that category. I'm uh, self-employed, so I don't have to go and punch in at eight o'clock every single day and many of those other things that kind of form a framework of life and help set us up for success, being consistent. So yeah, it's been great. And also, just as I said about the micro workouts, this flexibility and mobility routine raises the platform from which I launch all other fitness ambitions, greatly reducing my injury risk. Another thing that's really wonderful about it is it helps me wake up. So if I'm feeling like a drag ass in the morning, which sometimes I am because I have the wussy boy mentality left over from my triathlon days when I was obsessed with sleep and got a ton of it. And now it's like, oh, did I get enough sleep? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, as soon as I get up and get on the ground, yeah, the blood starts flowing and you start waking yourself up in the most natural and effective way possible, better than a caffeinated beverage, I'm going to say. And I've also added as a little side note, uh, the Juve light exposure at the same time. So I blast my little portable Juve Go red light therapy right into my eyes. I put it really close to my eyes because I want to get into that SCN, that suprachiasmatic nucleus, send my brain a message, uh, my hypothalamus a message that it's time to start releasing the hormones that give us the awakening, the energizing experience in the morning, the rise of cortisol and serotonin. So if that doesn't happen on cue for you every single day, if you don't wake up refreshed and energized with a dance in your step and a sing song in your voice, well, the red light therapy has really helped me. It's really fun and interesting. I just did an Instagram post about that. And there's definitely something to it. There's tons of research on red light therapy, how that helps you uh, align with your circadian rhythm. So my morning routine is now doing the crazy legs things that you see on YouTube and also blasting my face with red light uh, during the effort. Okay. And then the way I end the morning routine is with this yoga bridge move, which is extremely difficult. It's taken me many years to acclimate uh, my muscles, especially uh, the flexibility in the lower and upper back to be able to hold this bridge for a total of 40 breath counts. So doing something that difficult to start my day and then proceeding into something even more difficult, arguably, my cold plunge, uh, feels like I'm already set up for uh, badass mentality, badass mindset as soon as uh, I wake up. So I kind of like that. And that brings me to number six. And oh, so exciting. We will cover items six through 10 and also my needs to improve list in a second show on the same topic. So thanks for listening to one through five. We're going to put it all together. Stay tuned on the Get Over Yourself podcast. 
thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves because they need to. Thanks for doing it. Here's a wild idea. How about eating some good, clean, delicious, sustainably raised meat instead of the nasty, trashy feedlot animals The vast majority of our meat consumption, no wonder there's vegetarians and vegans out there. But look, Wild Idea Buffalo is 100% grass-fed and finished meat. They roam on the open range as they have been for 130,000 years. This wonderful company is doing the best they can to give these animals a good life, harvest them in a humane manner. Check this out. 40 million cattle are slaughtered every year and pushed into the mainstream food supply. You've read books like Fast Food Nation with the disastrous health impact and consequences of this mess. And then, by contrast, 60,000 buffalo a year are harvested. Much more nutritional value, much better feeling deep inside when you order quality meat. Go to wildidea.com, order direct, they'll ship it to your house. It's delicious. You'll be a convert right away. There's nothing in the world like buffalo burger. Fantastic. Try it.